0: Start fresh. Sorry, you know you're good.
1: (laughs) The bummer is I always wanted to be as like authentic and like I know uncuffed as possible. I know
0: now you let the cat out of the bag.
1: Freaking a man. (laughs) Sorry guys. We
0: we actually we actually started filming earlier. We thought so. Chase just hit me with the topic, and he likes to surprise me with the topic, but. We weren't filming, so now I know the topic, so I get to cheat a little bit today. I freaking blew it, <laughs> <laughs> but because of that, you have to tell a joke again. Oh, uh, it wasn't it, even good the first yeah, time yeah, around, you, you ha- <laughs> and, I, and you have to tell the same joke.
1: Uh, <laughs> okay, here it goes. Uh, uh, what do you call a dog that's really good at digging up dino bones? I don't know. You do know. It's a archaeologist. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, it's actually funnier the second time because you didn't want to tell it. <laughs> uh, oh, that is God. that is good man. That's good. That's good. And you also have to do what you did in the last one we were filming because it's just good to see. Like zip your own coat oh, down and friend. show show everyone what you look like. All right, there it is. <laughs> he looks like tender heart bear. <laughs> We, we just <laughs> we just got done climbing this mountain. It's not even that far. It's like less than half a mile, <laughs> but it's like straight up. He picked the steepest <laughs> the steepest one we could find, straight up, and this and this is what we've come to.
1: <laughs> Notice not a, not even a drop on this freaking
0: dude. I don't even need to go home and shower. Oh, <laughs> oh gosh. But but to what you're to to that. I actually yeah. listened to a podcast yesterday that says that when you exercise, it's good to sweat a lot, and you can teach yourself how to be a better sweater. Yeah, by, <laughs> by, by drinking a ton of water and exercising a lot and getting your pores open, you actually start to learn how to sweat more. So you've been exercising yes, a is. lot. There you and,
1: go. And I do hose the water before hitting, hitting any kind of...
0: And I can't wait for you to do the Care Bear Stare. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'll,
1: I'll, I'll hit you with it someday. Yeah.
0: Just wait for it. You'll, yeah. you'll,
1: It'll be a day that you really need it
0: too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Anyway. All right. Now that we're back on track. Yeah. The, so the question that I've got today is, what's the difference between depression and just feeling sad? Yeah. Um. And context is, a couple weeks ago, <laughs> I met with my therapist, Manny. Freaking love that guy, and he gave me an assessment that. Uh, Ranked me as being on the—I don't know if you call it a spectrum or whatever—but I, I qualified as mildly depressed. Mildly depressed, yeah. And when I was doing the assessment, I kind of thought it was silly to be doing it because I—I I don't consider my—I don't think of myself as having that, or you know, it just doesn't register. Um, but looking at all of that and seeing that I did rank means it has to mean something so i i guess that's that's kind of what i'm I'm curious about is why why is it that i would qualify as that even though sometimes i just look at it, i'm like no i'm just feeling sad about something
0: yeah. you know yeah well you're, you're you kind of want to talk about like what's the difference between being humanly sad versus yeah. clinically depressed
1: yeah with with an actual diagnosis yeah
0: right? yeah yeah i think that's a good topic and and i think what's interesting is we're we're like best friends and I've never maybe said this to you, but if I were to just kind of off the cuff diagnose you, I would diagnose you with like minor depression. You know, so maybe this will be a good discussion. <laughs> yeah. like, you, you know, you know. <laughs> Because because we've never talked about this before. <laughs> yeah, okay. Thanks for the heads up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because because to me, maybe to what you're saying, yeah, right. I never really thought your depression was like significant enough to warrant like needing to be depression because you already cope with it you already live your life you already are very productive with your life you're happy in general you're very outgoing and I sometimes wonder with like a guy with a personality like yours it's kind of like my daughter Lexi's this way too you're so bright bubbly social outgoing it's almost like a lot of times a person with that kind of personality has the curse of the internal story that's sort of a little bit of introspection, heaviness, like that, that doesn't ever really get addressed because on the outside it always looks happy. You right. Know? Yeah. And so that's kind I of, I, that. you, you've always struck me as the same as kind of my daughter Lexi that way too, because she does have some depression as well. And I probably passed it on to her because I know I have some clinical depression. Um, so the first thing I want to maybe start with, the, just the thought that I have as you are talking is is that what most people think of when they hear the term depression, they hear a label, they hear like, oh, I'm mentally ill or I'm mm-hmm. you know, sick or something. And the truth is, is that it's much like, it's much like the same thing as like suicidal ideation for the world. Everyone goes, oh no, they're suicidal. Like that person's suicidal, that person's. The truth is, is that most human beings at some point in their life will have those kinds of thoughts or feelings from time to time where it becomes significant is when it starts to have an impact on your life, on the day-to-day functioning or with suicidality, the actual risk of harm to self or, you know, with depression, it's, I think where it starts to become clinical is when it starts to impair parts of your life to the point that, you know, you need to take notice and say, Hey, there's something wrong here. There, mm-hmm. there needs to be something done about it. You know? So, so for instance, in high school I became severely depressed. And what I mean by that is if you looked at, like, the symptomology, some of the symptoms that you look at with depression, and maybe you can reference what Manny found in in your assessment a little bit, sleep loss or too much sleep, appetite loss or too much appetite, (laughs) loss of, you know, like, you know, both.
1: we were talking yesterday about my, my eating disorder. <laughs> Not that it's an, a disorder, but it's just like overeating. Yeah, the overeating yeah. thing.
0: And, I, you know, and we, a lot of us do that because yeah. it's an emotional coping thing for our depression or mm-hmm. anxiety. Right. Um, but then you lose interest. Like what, what things that used to become be like passionate for you or exciting for you, hobbies, interests, work, whatever it is, you lose interest. You lose desire. You don't want to do any of those things. You feel lethargic. You... Um, you, you get no energy, and then of course you start to feel, like that's, they call it the blues, right? You, you start to feel down, you start to feel sad, you start to feel heavy. Um, sometimes there's physical symptoms of like heaviness inside your chest or fogginess in the head, um, all of those things, right? So in high school, I became severely depressed to where I'd come home, lay on the couch every day, and I would turn on two songs on repeat bad songs like I want it's almost like I wanted to stay depressed I would turn on I would turn on Alice in Chains take me home and then, and then right after that I'd follow it up with a heavy dose of, of, of uh, REM everybody hurts oh. I'd just like lay on the couch and be like my life sucks like I don't want to do anything I don't know why I can't get myself moving <laughs> And I was bad like i got so I got so bad that I got like to the point where I was suicidal, like I wanted to take my own life and, <laughs> and my mom my mom my, my mom kind of knew something was going on, and you know my my buddies would come over to the house and they would like drag me off of the couch and throw me in the car and take me up the canyon and we'd do like you know hikes or campfires or anything that we'd do, play video games, whatever, just try to get me social, and my mom would just like thank them every day for coming and dragging me out, but I just could not get myself to move, right? Mm-hmm. That's like significant clinical depression. And it lasted for almost a whole school year. Um, yours is maybe more on that lower end where you'd be closer to like a diagnosis of maybe dysthymia, which is like a low grade depression that's pretty constant. Um, it has often has to do with the thyroid, which is why they Why it's called that um but then in the mix of all of that there's just some days you have bad stuff happen you know yesterday for us was a pretty heavy day like we had some things go on that were that were kind of heavy i felt depressed yesterday and i'm what i mean by that is my clinical depression i got kind of the fuzz behind my eyes again i got the heaviness and cloud in my head my shoulders were tucked in i think i even told you at one point i had a cancellation and like I'm going to go take a nap. It wasn't because I was, like, tired. Well, my body felt tired. I just think I just wanted to check out for an hour, you know? (laughs)
1: Right? (laughs) And that, that to me,
0: is, like, a normal part of my life sometimes that I think is part of the low-grade depression that I just sort of manage. But anybody on a given day might also just have a day like that and go, I don't want to get up today. It's like the Dr. Seuss book. I'm not getting up today because I want to stay in my bed all day and hide under the covers. And, you know, like, everybody has a day like that from time to time, and it doesn't necessarily make them clinically depressed.
1: Right. Okay, so I I guess I I still do have some curiosity, like, even about the... So the assessment that we did, I I, maybe it's like a PHQ-9 or something. I don't know if that sounds right, but... um, the, the way that the questions were formed, it was like... Uh, does it happen zero days in the past two months or past two weeks or something like that? Does it happen several days? Does it happen, you know, Almost whatever, every day. Almost every day, almost daily. But the there wasn't yeah. like a... Well, it, it, it doesn't happen several days, but it happens one day. Could I get like a half point, you know, kind of thing? Like... And, and I think that's
0: uh, this oh, you is, didn't know how to rate it on the scale exactly
1: so I had some yeah. struggle there even with just the, the diagnostic tool itself but it, it almost doesn't matter if that's something that you would recognize in me then I, I, I would say yeah it's probably qualified but um, but I still have kind of this curiosity about like what what is it that is just sadness like it has n- almost nothing to do with depression um like if somebody like went and i'm not really phrasing this very well but like when does somebody just experience sadness and only that and it's not tethered to depression yeah
0: that's a good, that's a good question and it's tricky because you look at a lot of these mental health diagnoses this is why everyone can go on the internet right now and every any one of you guys listening right now could go into the internet and pick a random disorder and type it in, and when you start looking at the criteria, I promise you by the end of reading it, you're gonna be like, maybe I have that. It's like a horoscope. It's like, maybe I have that, because I have experienced, like, if you go look up ADHD right now, I promise you, you're gonna, you go like, yeah, I, I got ADHD. Like, because because sometimes I'm forgetful, and sometimes I lose focus, and sometimes I like, it's like, yeah. Right, like, so, so there it, it makes sense why you're wondering what the difference right, is. Yeah. Because, because the truth is, is that just any day-to-day sadness, if you're feeling sad, you're probably going to answer the questions on a depression scale from the sad place that you're feeling, yeah. which would then mean you could clinically possibly be, you know, depressed, right? Right. So, so they kind of overlap each other a lot. But I'm thinking of things like... Um, If we got a phone call today that one of our friends was getting divorced, both you and I would hurt. We'd be sad. Like, we would go through a grieving process uh, for them because we love them, right? And that would be just like your kind of day-to-day comings and goings of sadness. Where it starts to become depression is when it lingers, when it stays, when it starts to become almost like, when, when something that happens goes from something that happens that I feel sad about that lingers long enough to where it's like I'm in a mood, and then the mood becomes sort of like my disposition and my characteristic and even, maybe even part of my identity, that's where it moves from the comings and goings of the day to, to you know, sadness to, to depression. In, in a certain sense.
1: Yeah, so and I guess I'm curious is it possible that sadness triggers depression? Is that Oh, for
0: sure. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if especially if us, you know, and there's a whole bunch of stuff going on in in this world like we're we're finding out that there's certain things that are seeming to be more effective than just your normal antidepressant medicines. We're there's still a lot to understand with depression that's that's going on right now. But but yeah, like you're spot on with that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's interesting. I, you know, I just have always had this context of severe depression in my life with a few particular figures, one of them being my ex-wife. And I, I remember days where, I mean, weeks even where it was like, we're not, we're not doing anything. We're not going anywhere. Like, oh, yeah. you know, it she just wanted to hunker down and i've i i did not know how to help her in those situations is tricky to navigate you know it's like that your friends that came and yeah. pulled you out like i i would do that sometimes sometimes it would work and i would try that other times and it wouldn't but and that's the the image that i have when i think of depression is like it's severe um so when i look at my life i'm like you know, I have a day here or there that, are, that I don't want to get up, like you were saying with that book. But for the most part, I mean, I I just feel like I enjoy life and I enjoy, I don't know if enjoy is right, but I find fulfillment in things that I'm working on. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I there, It just seems like there's so many factors that go into it. Um, I was telling McCall this the other day, one of our buddies that... Uh, if, if I look at my, my agenda and look at the, the past, you know, six months and I see the days that I got up and watched a sunrise, I, I check a little box on that day, right? The days that I don't have a box checked, I can usually equate to having some kind of down.
0: Like, uh, phase. I like, didn't want to get up
1: today. It, it could be that. It could be that there was, uh, like, our kids were sick or I was feeling frustrated or had papers due. There's yeah. there's some kind Day-to-day of...
0: Day-to-day stuff. Going yeah,
1: on. Some, some kind of grind there. Um, but then there are also a couple of days where it's like, I was feeling down that day and I, I didn't get up to go watch it. Yeah. Um, and there's this association with certain <laughs> activities in my life. And I'm curious about with, with your experience, what are the things that... I've helped you to abate your own uh you know depression and ha-
0: yeah where, where are you at with that yeah um well I mean for me personally I, it's funny because my personal answer is going to line up right in order with what as a therapist you'd prescribe somebody to do with depression oh yeah that's what's so interesting about like dep- something like depression is I honestly believe this too, that like with medicine, medicine's one of the tools that some people use and find beneficial, but medicine is just one tool. And in many cases, I view it as a tool that needs to be added to a broader toolbox. And when you look at depression, pretty much all the things that you don't want to do, that's part of the solution. <laughs> you know? <laughs> is <that> exercise? <laughs> it's like really good exercise, Hard strenuous exercise is great for the mind. It's great for depression. Proper nutrition, eating the right kinds of foods, less processed foods, less sugars, more color of the rainbow kinds of vegetables. Really good for depression, you know, mindfulness and meditation, really good for depression, social interaction. Really good for depression, you know? Like, It's like, for me, and what I've found to manage my depression, this is kind of how I view it, this is for myself, and again, mine's probably much more lower grade than a lot of other people, so it's easier for me to get moving than other people sometimes have. But when I wake up in a day and I feel it, I feel it behind my eyes, I feel it kind of in my body, like, oh, I don't want to even get out of bed today. I'll even be sitting at work and can kind of feel it like just there, like a cloud, but I know, just like you said if i get up and follow my normal routine which is get out of the house with my dog river get up in the mountains get my heart pumping get some fresh air get nature flowing into my body kind of changing those brain waves for me sometimes some extra connection with other people i listen to something uplifting sometimes spiritual sometimes like educational and then i and then what i do right now is i'm actually on kind of an intermittent fasting program so i don't actually eat in the mornings but i found that that actually kind of helps me too
1: yeah
0: um so so that's kind of the regimen. and what's funny is on a depressed day it a lot of times doesn't necessarily like pull me out and go like oh i'm so i'm not depressed anymore what it does is it prevents me from sinking further so i can now go and function get through my day it's going to be a little bit heavy maybe a little bit foggy I can be totally productive and and still be happy through the day on a certain level even though it's kind of there. Whereas if I don't do all of those things then I run the risk of spiraling even further in the next days and then it's harder to climb out of the hole.
1: Man I think that's actually a pretty significant point that a lot of people miss. Um, It's so easy to look at where you're at and say, I just want to be happier. I just want to feel better. Yeah. And that's not necessarily a guaranteed outcome when you're
0: putting these tools to use. That's part of why it's hard to be motivated when you know, like when I wake up and I know that this hike we just did that just got you sweating and my head like blowing out with like, oh, this feels so good. Endorphins are pumping, dopamine's flowing. like. When, when you wake up and know that that hike we just did is gonna get you to like baseline and be like, I can get through my day to Like, <laughs> it's, hard, it's hard to wanna do that, you know? But it's so important because the truth is, is that I happen to have to accept that this is part of how I have to manage life sometimes. Yeah. And I might as well decrease my suffering as much as possible and increase my joy as much as possible, even if, even if today it's keeping it at baseline. <laughs> You
1: know, it reminds me of I I don't know who the originator of the the thing is, but um, in the documentary Stutz about the therapist, yeah, he's Jonah Hills. Yeah, Jonah yeah. Hills. Uh, his therapist says that the the three guarantees in life are pain, uncertainty, and work. <laughs> yeah, so pain, uncertainty, and work. That's life. <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't matter if you're depressed or not it's like those 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 three things are no required. matter what yeah. yeah so yeah it is kind of nice whenever you put in the the effort and you get some kind of payout when you
0: though. do get the payout it feels great <laughs> yeah. and, and in some ways this is what i would say to someone who's maybe struggles with depression the way that i do is that if you get in the habit of doing it on the days where it just gets you through survival on the days when you actually do get that real boost it's even more glorious, Mm. you know? So in some ways it's, it's, you have something to balance it off of. And then there's even more gratitude where like today is one of those days for me, I'm not feeling all that depressed like I was yesterday. I'm actually feeling pretty good. So we got to the top of this and I'm feeling great. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Like, and, and because I know that there's some days when it doesn't quite feel that great, it's like, I'm going to soak this in and enjoy it. There's a, there's a, there's a vibrancy that, otherwise wouldn't be there without just the, that other experience so
1: that's so tough so i, I guess i'm curious about too the prevalence of depression and it's the frequency of diagnosis is the, in in your eyes is it something that's overdiagnosed, or is it is is it that the label doesn't even necessarily matter as much as i i, I kind
0: of think that it's weird because there's kind of two schools of thought. I actually think that some for some people, getting the diagnosis is like, oh, that makes sense. I can do something. I can learn to cope. Whereas other people, it's like that label actually buries them further. They're like, yeah, oh, I'm depressed. I just, I'm just depressed, right? Mm. Um, I personally, and this is my opinion, I don't, I, I, I don't care about the diagnosis itself because, especially with depression. And except in like real extreme cases, the solutions are just wholehearted living. Like, you know, it's like whether you're depressed or not, get busy doing the principles of wholehearted living and your life will be better. Like you'll, you will get happier. Like, you know, and so, so I don't really care about the diagnosis so much um, other than the context of helping it to make sense for some people who are like, I don't know what's going on with me. I can't yeah. quite figure it out, but, but I don't like labeling someone just for the sake of labeling. Um, and I would say prevalence wise, I think that, that there is actually a real kind of epidemic of depression in our world today, especially here, like for us in the United States. And it kind of makes sense why, like we live in a instant gratification kind of a world where we're sp- we spend most of our time comparing our lives to everybody else's curated version of their lives. So we're always in constant comparison. We're always under stress because we live in a place that says you have to always keep working hard to get everything that you want. And unless you have everything you want, you're not good enough because then your neighbors are better than you. And then we drive around in our really nice cars and we drive around looking for our front row parking spot at Walmart so we don't have to walk. And then we go into Walmart, come out with our stuff that we didn't have to work for to like, to, to like build or earn and we get in our car and we drive across the parking lot to Walmart to KFC and go through the drive-through to get fried chicken and then we Don't wonder- forget the Mountain Dew. And, and a big Mountain Dew, especially, which one is that? No, Taco Bells, is the one with the blue Mountain Dew. <laughs> yeah, Baja Blast. Yeah, the Baja Blast. <laughs> you know, of course we have to go through the drive-through for that and throw on a milkshake to boot. And then we sit in our car and like wonder why we're so depressed. Probably as we're listening to some kind of political talk show or something. Like you know, it's like like are you wonder why you're depressed? Like, take a look at what we're doing to ourselves. Like we're taking terrible care of our bodies, taking terrible care of our minds. Our social lives suck. We're not exercising. We're eating like crap. Like and and it was like, yeah, I don't I think I'm depressed. Yeah, you are. I promise you are. Like you you are doing. You are, you are basically doing the treatment to be depressed. Like, (laughs) no, (laughs) I'm serious. Like, so, so, so if you want to change that, park at the back end of Walmart and at least walk through the parking lot. Yeah. And, and if you're going to go into KFC, like park at the back end of KFC and walk in there and buy your food. You know, like start making a phone call, put down the, the talk radio that's got hate going on all the time. Please, like, let go of your social media the way that you're using it. If you were to clear that all out, I, I promise this, if you were, if you were to clear every, all of that out for 30 days, you'd go through hell for, like, two weeks, and then you'd feel better after 30 days. So I'm on my high horse no, now. No, man, Sorry, I'm feeling it.
1: I, I like the energy. Yeah. yeah, that's that's good. I think we could use a little bit of more of that kind of conviction around this
0: type of stuff, you know? Yeah. And I'm and I'm guilty of it, man. Like what was I telling you yesterday? I was so depressed. What did I want?
1: Take a nap, but you probably I wanted a also. Nap, nap. And then what did I tell you? Didn't you say you hiked up like a mountain that was even further yesterday, than
0: that? Yesterday I, I hiked I hiked about a mile and a half higher than this. Yeah. So but, but I told you, because I was depressed, <laughs> I wanted Wingstop. That's right. You know? yeah, <laughs> so right. I wanted to drive, we, we have a Wingstop directly across from our office. I, I wanted can throw to, a rock. I wanted to drive across the street, park in the Wingstop parking lot, not tell anybody, buy a 40 piece, and sit in the parking lot and eat it all by myself. I didn't. <laughs> that,
1: thought, that thought came to came. I didn't, but that. I had
0: a physical craving and trigger to do that, and that's when I was like, <laughs> I got a problem. <laughs> I'm depressed right now. Like, that is that is not a good idea. <laughs> but I'm not saying I haven't done that before. Right. 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 Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, I mean, at least yeah. you
1: were able to stop stop yourself from doing it. I, I ate that blue cheeseburger and the freaking <laughs> onion rings and French fries moments before all hell broke loose. So, it's just, gosh, that's yeah. funny. Well, way to go on you.
0: Yeah, I was <laughs> I was lucky. <laughs> if I didn't do the mile and a half hike before that, I would have definitely ended up at Wingstop. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So
1: that's cool.
0: All right, man. That was it. That's yeah, that's a good one. <laughs>